Hello and yes, we are back. We are finally back. It's been a long time, but myself and Charlie, we're finally back. It's been a long time. Um, I would like to say we have been busy, but we haven't actually been busy. Uh, well, we... go on, I think going. when we start, when we start work, work came into it a little bit. I was yeah. busy around December time when you were off. Yeah. And then, obviously, we had, like, Christmas and had shit, shit to do with our families and everything like that. And then it kind of... We never just got back into it. We kept saying we were going to get back into it. We were just like, eh, it's just been nice to just chill, <laughs> watch football. Yeah, it has. And um... we... But we sorted our lives out finally. And I mean, you know, I did have it. And then you got back and you went back to work. And then we were trying yeah. to work around schedules and stuff. It was like, oh, God... <laughs> Well, I, I got a new job, so it was a bit hard to try and balance the podcast and a new job, really. Plus, I've built a PC yeah. and all that, all that. So, yeah. Plus, it's lockdown still. I think if if we didn't go into these tiers where we're everyone's in tier four now, and we're still into like another lash of lockdown, it would have we would have been like we would have still done it. But, anyways, we are back. Uh, my name is Lucas Shuhatch, and You've just heard um, my co-host Charlie the game Cullen. <laughs> so the game, the game, yeah. We we have Triple H. Had a few... <laughs> yeah, he's nicknamed the game because he has his love affair for Triple H, the WWE. But when I when I was really, when I was really interesting, Triple H was my favorite. <laughs> so. But let me see. What the last time we did a podcast was on the thirtieth. It was the thirtieth of. Yeah, it was the 30th of November and we did our last podcast. Man, that's over. What are we in March now? Jesus Christ, that's a long time since we've done a podcast. And um, Yeah, the, view, the views have gone up slightly, so it's probably nice to take a break. But we're back, finally back. And yeah, the Premier League is still live and kicking. Aren't, I right? Aren't we right, Charlie? It's still live and kicking. It's still... Not as unpredictable it, as it was at still, the start of the season. It was, we had, okay, I think we can take into effect, like, and we talked about this, like, I think probably before, like, we stopped, like, the lack of fans in the stadium and, like, the fact that the idea of, like, an away day means fuck all now, <laughs> in the sense of, it even, it's evened out a lot of, like, the stuff that um would come into effect in the game. Like, I do think the crowds always do, the fans come into to a game a lot, yeah. like, uh, I guess like a good example would be Goodison Park. Evan going away to Evan is notoriously meant to be a tough game because that is a very close crowd who are very like vocal. Yeah, Without indeed. them, Evan's home form went a little bit everywhere. Same happened to Man United. It's happening yep. to Liverpool right now. It will come to that. Um, <laughs> It's kind of even the playing ground in them certain aspects. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. The teams that would have struggled to get a, the team, the play, the teams that would have um, you'd have struggled to get points from, not as um, not as difficult as it has been. <laughs> no, it hasn't. And you can see by the the table now, it's starting to not even out, but it's starting to you you can see the gap between the very good teams and the not so good teams really but let, let's cast our minds back to when 
the times are so simpler, right? Uh, you had let's start from the bottom and see if there's any changes. So bottom of the table, Sheffield United, at the moment, they're still bottom. So yeah, n- nothing's really changed there. Nineteenth, no. guess who was nineteenth, Charlie? It were Burnley. Burnley, yeah, Burnley are nineteenth, which but in my defence, right? They are they were nineteenth. They're currently at fifteenth. Fairly good, you know. Still. Well, I wouldn't say still not safe safe, but they're safe enough. Well, considering considering at back then they had five points. I think and now with Burnley, got, right? What? <clears throat> I think this is why one of the things where like certain managers don't get as much credit as they should do. Sean Dyche has like kept that team in like survival for like a good while now. And they never, like, they always sort of float around the bottom, but they always seem to, like, just survive it. <laughs> like, the survive relegation. Yeah, I agree. And I, and agree. I think the, the cool, and the, and the thing that we never bring up as well was, like, this club don't ever really spend any money. Like, no, you think no. of, like, the, the summer transfer, where, like, yeah, a lot of clubs couldn't afford to make signings because lack of fans meant lack of income to the stadiums, all this other stuff. TV revenue was a bit here and there because... You know, you know, no one really knew what was going on with how, like, how are we going to compensate for clubs that aren't getting televised matches, all this other stuff. Burnley, I mean, we're looking at all these summer signings that everyone, you know, obviously, like, maybe went for cheaper options for what they would have paid for because they didn't have the money for the big signings. Certain clubs, you know, a lot of stuff fell through because some clubs were like, we can't go more than our current bids. Yeah. Burnley didn't buy anyone in the summer. I think they lost more players than they bought, really. I think yeah. they lost Jeff Hendrick. Uh, I, guess, I guess the, the key one I remember was Jeff Hendrick, who yeah. was a big starter for him, and he went to Newcastle, obviously, and is still currently at Newcastle, playing every so often. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of just a weird, like... You know, they still have a lot of their key squad from last year, like Ben Mee, obviously, still there, Chris Woods, uh, Ashley Barnes... I think West Ham were interested in Tartowski at the start of the season, weren't they? So yeah, imagine, imagine, yeah. Like, think about it. Imagine if we knew that West Ham were going to be this good. But then let's go back. Let's go back to the table from back then, back in the thirtieth. So eighteenth was West Brom, and they have declined. They are now nineteenth. Uh, I think obviously was Billich, yeah, still, yeah, the, um, was Billich still the manager Billich. back then. I believe he would have been, I think, yes. Cause, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he was. Mm. Bilic, obviously, uh, sacked or left, whatever you want to say, due to uh, disagreements with the board, I believe. And uh, he's now been replaced by uh, Big Sam Allardyce. Uh, an appointment that... He's got a big job in his hands, Sam Allardyce, hasn't he? He has actually got well, a massive I, job. I didn't enjoy it because I like Billich as a manager. And yeah, he's left yeah, getting course, a... Um, well, he got the draw against Liverpool, didn't he? Or City, one of them teams? No, I, th- I, think it was, I think it was City. I think that was the last time probably City like, drew a game. Really. Yeah. And, he, you know, I thought he did a good job to like get the draw from a team that was, at the time, building a lot of momentum. Yeah. He had had some... The worst problem seems funny to me because they have, like... It seems they always have, every so often, like, a lot of players just get recorded, sent off, like, automatically within, like, minutes. 
Yeah, Kieran has been like sent a... off early, didn't he? There. There's been like loads of games where you just seem they seem to like have someone set off within like the first ten twenty minutes, and then they've got like the rest of the the rest of the match to like play like with ten <laughs> yeah. men, and they've had to play like compact men, and defensive. Yeah. yeah. So I think with um, you know, Billich to me, I thought you know I thought we might have turned it around. I mean, we don't know obviously because football's unpredictable, but. Yeah, it's not really kicked on for Big Sam. You know, no, he's just, I think it's, I don't know if it's like the jobs beyond him. Like, if he, you know, maybe it's just, it's, his style of football just doesn't work in the Prem anymore. I, but, I, I generally think that the job was out of his hands before he got there. Like, listen, in a COVID stricken season where everything is so unpredictable, there's matches coming thick and fast. It was it, it was a mammoth of a job anyways to do. But seeing where he is, he hasn't had that, t- that much time to gel the squad. He's made a few signings and they haven't been too bad, to be honest. Listen, they've got a draw against Man United. They've got a draw against Liverpool, which getting a draw against Man United and Liverpool nowadays is... It's not hard to do. Let's be honest. It's not really hard to do. We're not. Them two teams aren't as potent as they was. But yeah, it's, it, it it was a big job in his hands to do, and that's just put him on his resume that he might be getting. It might be the first time he can actually get relegated. But how yeah, many teams are left I, in the season? What what, what are we on now? Twenty eight. Twenty. Well, some teams are on twenty eight. So yeah. Uh, I mean, what man? Know. Big Big Sam is always like. I think people like thought, oh, he'll save his team. Like, he's yeah. never really had to save a team, though. This is the problem. I think he's always promoted teams more historically. Bolton being like the main one, he got them promoted, and he had like a good run with Bolton. Like, and post him leaving, Bolton kind of dropped. Yeah, a lot. I think they were like League Two now. Yeah, they're they're in debt, aren't they? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're in debt. You know, um, Bolton's a weird... They're, they're a weird club, though. They, I, don't, I think Bolton's never, like... They're not historically a big football town. You know what I mean? <laughs> more no, of a... No. More, more rugby. Lan- yeah, up in Lancashire, you don't really get as much press up there. But anyways, let's look at... You had Fulham and Brighton, who are seven, 16th and 17th. Brighton, 16th. Fulham, 17th. You look at the table now... Fulham are 18th, Brighton 17th. Well, I feel sorry for I feel sorry for Fulham. Really, they're not a bad. I think they're pushing. And Brighton, I still think they could. All right, I'm going to say you're for both of them. I think Brighton will stay safe. They always seem to have that enough attacking threat in their side to win the occasional game. And they've another one of them teams, man. They get they get a lot of upsets. Like obviously last season, the double against Arsenal was a big big deal. Like wow, like. Yeah. Brian they really have Arsenal's Tottenham. number. They beat Tottenham last year as well, didn't they? Beat they Tot- beat Tottenham last year. I think this year they uh, they beat Liverpool, which was mental. Yeah, uh, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, they beat Liverpool. You know, they they gave us a lot of trouble in the first part of the season. Like we only we got them because of like dodgy last minute penalty and everything like that. It was a bit like, <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I like I like Graham Potter as manager, and I quite yeah. like the team he's constructed over time. Like I think there's a lot of like good veteran players, like obviously Welbeck and Lana, Lewis Dunk, who's been in the club for a long time. Um, right, for, for you know, isn't he, Lewis Dunk. Good, yeah, man. And, you know, like good senior players, like obviously like Lana and um, 
Welbeck have played for some of the best sides in the Prem, like good top sides back in my day. Fucking Injuries of... Hey, hey now. Welbeck was, Welbeck was good on his day, He's and Lionel at... was a top... And yeah, Lionel like, was a top player before injuries ruined him. Yeah, like, like, you give it. Lionel was a good player. Was was. Anyway, even like, um, as of this recording, last night he scored. Um, he, he managed to get a goal. He, so he still has it in him. It's just yeah, trying it's to stay just, fit. Unfortunately, he's yeah, like a nightmare that, for that's, him. That's the hardest thing for Adam Lionel, I reckon. It's just to try and stay fit. He's played a lot. He's done a lot of minutes for Southampton, both and for who was it? Liverpool. And he, I think he was there. He was there when they he got Southampton promoted from like League um, One to Premier League. Yeah. Really. So he's that. He's Obviously, had a really, really good career. Better than Danny Welbeck. They've had a. Hard. They, uh, Welbeck, you know, Premier League winner. Um, I think people talk about like a lot of the, a lot a lot of the Man United boys. Obviously, like Rooney, Gary Neville, you know Neville, who knew him from like his academy days and that. They all talk about how he was a good player, and it was another one of them. Like, had he not got hit by injuries so quickly, it's, it's like a what could have happened. Would he have developed further into a mm. good striker for that, for that side? Obviously, by the time um, Fergie goes, then Moisey comes in and goes, Van Howe essentially just wasn't the type of striker Van Howe wanted in that team. And so he kind of said, I want to play football. And he went to Arsenal. Obviously, had a stint at Watford last season. And then he's now moved on to Brighton, where he's done all right. He scored a few goals for him. Like, you know, can't. Can't fault yeah, it. He's still can't fault him, but still, it's most of them from penalties, anyways. Yeah, I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you take what you yeah. can take. <laughs> yeah, you can take. You can take. And obviously, okay. I think um, Bryce got good at young players as well. Um, I'm a big fan of um, that, uh, Basuma. Incredible talent. Lampty. I know he's injured right now, and I think there's a concern they're trying to get him back fit again. Like he's been really good, and I always respect a kid who's like. He's at Chelsea, and like to stay, you could, to, it's a gamble, isn't it? You, you're winning around that Chelsea team, and you think oh, God, I could stay here and just hope that my time will come. Yeah. He said, "No, I want to play football. I want to play first team football." And he went to Brighton. Maybe not as big a club and not as aspirational as what you could achieve with Chelsea, but he said, "No, I want to play first team football and prove myself." And no, I respect you that. You're right. You're right. And uh, possible contender for Brighton MVP, um, Ben White. Yeah. Incredible. Obviously, yeah. like a great run of form at Leeds in the Championship. Brighton brought him back this season to uh, fill in for that centre back position. It's been fucking amazing. Him and Duncan has been a great partnership. I think, like you know, they've had a decent defensive record. I think. Not, and, you know, I think you know they had a good back four going. Like them two, Lamptey, and um, who plays the left back role? Oh, I'm trying to think now. Big Is it Solomon? No, no, sorry. Dan Burn, yeah, Burn, yeah. You got, you got like, six, uh, big, 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 big Dan Burn. Yeah, uh, Brighton, yeah, Brighton, play lovely football. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't know Brighton. They can see quite a lot. They like, like last night, they, 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 they had the game in their hands, and they've, they've messed it up. They've pretty much fucked it up for themselves. You got the goalkeeping error. Let it's the same gamble through. we watched with. I think. Gary Neville and James Carragher have a discussion last year in regards to Norwich and Villa in particular. When they were both in the Dane zone, obviously Villa survived and Norwich didn't. You might go down playing, you know, you might go down playing good football, but at least the fans will be appreciative that you tried to play good football. This was Norwich. They had good attacking sides, young players, a lot of them academy boys. They tried to play their football. Did it come off? 
No, but they tried and they played. You know, they didn't. They didn't resort to like what I think like West Brom doing a lot of games now, or Sheffield do a lot now, or even like Newcastle. They're fucking sit back, wait for the counter, kill games off, make it boring. Mm. No one wants to. You know, when that's like, you know, what we're having a show on TV. You know, I don't give a shit if it's Premier League football. It's going to be the top quality football. No one wants to fucking see that. Yeah, it's like right now. It's like right now. It's funny to say it's um, Newcastle versus West Brom. I'm bothered watching that game. I could just see it's going to be a nil-nil draw. Have I put a bet on that game? Actually, I think I might have. Actually, saying that, <laughs> I didn't want to touch that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 um, I don't know. I was going to touch it, but I thought, you know what? I, I'm, I'm fancy this <laughs> from. <laughs> but Still at the end of the day, I think I think Brighton might just survive it because of good football, and I hope Fulham do survive because at the same time they've had a good system. Good football, like Parker finally has sort of like gelled that team together into an efficient unit, and they survived some good fucking games, man. Like you know, getting like they've got they must be like have some of the highest draw percentages in the fucking Prem at this point because they don't. Yeah, they might have trouble scoring a few, but they don't really concede, and they do play nice football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. They do play. I like. I like. I'd like to see Fulham stay up, really. I'd rather see them. I do. I like Parker. I like Parker as a manager. As a manager, yeah. Um, so his interviews are always made. His interviews are always made more funny by the streets remixes. <laughs> yeah, if you go check that out, go and check out Scotty Parker's uh, street remixes after they win the Sky Bet Championship playoff. It's, it's quality. Oh, any of them? There's like several of them. Like the one well, they do for him, like um. There's a couple of rem- they, it's different street songs like streets like the beats from the street songs and yeah. it's just like you know there's one of like you know when Parker's giving in about like VAR and like the referee <laughs> it's like over I think um oh man don't be a mug or something like that yeah it's we'll we'll, spe- we'll speak about VAR later later but let's just move on quickly so where are we so 16th let me see so we've done 16th so 15th 15th, 14th is Arsenal, 15th is Palace, and 13th is Newcastle. So, Palace have gone up to 13th, where they were 15th at the start of the season. Well, not the start of the season, when, well, what match day was this? Match week 10. So, Palace were 15th, and now they've moved up to 13th. I don't know, I don't know about Palace at the moment. Like, oh, I they are another team to me, mate. Very hit or miss. Very hit or miss. They're like the oldest. I think are they like on average the oldest squad, like the oldest yeah, starting eleven. They, they in the do Prem. have a. They do have a lot of old boys there. I've got to admit they have. Well, like Gary Cahill there. Gary Cahill, um, who's I think. I mean, what they? Gary Cahill, um, Miljokovic. Zaha, Zaha's um, a bit. Zaha's like twenty nine, twenty eight. 20, he's he's a bit old now, Zaha, isn't he? What's what's what Town- Zaha? Townsend's Townsend. not a young man anymore. No, Townsend's not. Benteke, he isn't. Oh, Benteke's. Christian Benteke isn't. Isn't that? He's Benteke. He's just Benteke. <laughs> Jordan Ayew yeah. is. I mean, ben the youngest players they got, I think. The youngest player I think they got is um, Eze. Reach Eze, yeah, and he's twenty-one. We talked about him when he obviously good season for QPR last year. Got brought into that. Bought by Crystal Palace, uh, and he's kicked on quite nicely, I think. Yeah, yeah. Still, he hasn't. He still hasn't working out bad. his, still working out his game here and there. You know, still young, first season in the Prem, but he's yeah. coming 
coming through nicely. Zaha has been in and out because of injuries, and I just Palace always look like le- a lesser team without him. So let's let's be real. Oh yeah, without Zaha, they're, yeah. they're nowhere near as they're effective. Not... No, no, you, you are totally right there. They're uh, not going forward, they're all right. They're not great going forward. They don't mind. I don't know what you get with him because you've got like Batshuayi, not a potent goal scorer, can fill in a few goals here and there. Ben Tekeg's not even a goal scorer. Come on, he's not. He's, he's, he's well, look at it. I was about to say, look at the striking options. It's like him, Batshuayi, and Jordan Ayew. Killers row, mate, of yeah. fucking strikers. Yeah, man. Ayu just... has always been shit. <laughs> and then Benteke and Batsuai have proven it. Like, Benteke couldn't do it at Liverpool. Batsuai couldn't do it at Chelsea. They're just, you know, they're, they're average. If that, average, below yeah. average. Yeah. Strikers uh, that don't score goals. Nah, nah. And then we got Arsenal. And Arsenal, oh, oh, the uh, great comedy gold. Because you just yeah, don't know what they're going to do, mate. Like, you know, last week you batter like Leicester four-one, and then this week you one, yeah, what, you do a one-all draw with Burnley. Oh, yeah, Burnley. They're a team that have, I think, had to. It'd be, it'd be if comedy gold. It would be them, them and Man United at the moment. I think well, comedy gold. Abamyang really. for some reason like had like the fall off of like a cliff. Went from being yeah. like you know this deadly striker to like not scoring goals. You know, he, there was a couple. Then he, of... as, then he ascended back up that cliff with a hat trick against fucking Leeds, and he scored I mean, it's a just few been yesterday. It. And then now, now he's just done nothing. He's he's just like um, yeah, it's weird. He kind of just <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how you describe it, really. Got his big pay rise in his contract yeah, he's got... renegotiation. Yeah, that's the funny thing about it. He got his he got paid was he? He got a big pay packet and then he just didn't fucking like score anymore. He's like, um <laughs> Yeah, Jay, that's when he kinda stopped scoring. Um, McGuire, they're a team that, that I they're Show a team the that money. I feel um they're a team I feel have like really had to rely on like the young players coming in making an impact just because like it's weird, right? There's so many of their like they yeah, a couple of lads go on loan. Obviously, mate, the Niles is kicking on at West Brom now, I think. And uh, Joe Willock went to Newcastle. Newcastle. He did, yes. Yeah, yeah Newcastle. Newcastle. Man. <laughs> but um, Newcastle man. You know, the lads that are stuck, um, obviously, I think Smith Rose come through and has proven himself to be a good little player for him. Yeah. Croydon De Bruyne, as they like to call him. Don't know. Croydon um, De Bruyne. Saka has been, like, the saving grace of that team. Yeah. I... And, you know, this is where we've, we've all had this debate with like, a couple of mates of ours. Like, Saka, I think, has the potential to be a top player. He's clearly yeah. shown that he yeah. can carry that Arsenal side. But... Is that just because he is a very spectacular talent in a uh, bang average team, or does, is it like genuinely like if you shoved him in like a, um, say you shoved him in like that Liverpool team or that Man United team, City does he still does he still do what he does? Oh. It's hard, I isn't think, it? Like, it's hard. It's hard, but. I, I think he's a tremendous talent. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a tremendous talent, but I don't think he'll be like a vocal point as he is at Arsenal. I think he'll just be one of them role players that 
not a role player, but he won't be a star like he is at Arsenal. There he yeah. gets all the attention, get all the plaudits. I I I can see as this is currently at the moment. Maybe down the line he could possibly be a fantastic player for England. But you look, you look, you think about it now, right? You look at would he get into the Liverpool team? Uh, what, this current Liverpool team? This current <laughs> Liverpool team, yeah. No, yeah, mm. hypothetically speaking, are you going to put out what he, play, he plays on the right normally, doesn't he? Or left, one of them. Uh, left. I think he so, plays left. So more. are you, are you going to take up. out, are you actually going to, who are you going to swap out? Saka or Mane? And then, vice, if you look at, if you look at City, right, are you going to swap him for <laughs> Sterling? It's as I say that that's currently at the moment. If, if a few years down the line, well, Mane is going to be a lot older in a few years down the line. Uh, Sterling's probably just going to. I think Sterling's twenty six, so he'll probably be hitting yeah. his hitting his Look, range. I think there. this is it. Everyone's bigging Saka up for what he like. A lot of, obviously, the Arsenal fans are like, he is the saving grace of this team. Him and Smith Rowe, Tierney as well when Tierney's fit. Yeah. Um, I think. They're like, you know, it's just this thing with Arsenal right now where, like, the rest of our team, obviously, like, I think David Luiz and Rob Holding are a centre-back pairing that flat out to deceive. They might, you might look at it on paper and think, oh, this is going to be a fucking disaster. They've not been terrible, I don't think, personally. Like, I feel... Terrible. David Luiz hasn't David Luiz did as much this season. Obviously, there was a dodgy call against Wolves for a penalty, which I don't think was a penalty. No. But him and Hold- Holden's been solid. I, I give I give Holden credit, man. He was get, they were getting ready like to ship him off to Newcastle. He goes on this mad run of form when they were like desperate for like any form of sol- solid like solidarity in their um in the back in the back two. And he's, he's I think he's like you know him and David Luiz haven't been terrible. Leno's obviously a good goalkeeper behind them. Um, yeah, you know I think. It's clearly a situation of like they want to rely on these. They have to rely on these young lads to fill in positions they don't really have. With like Smith Rowe obviously playing this sort of creative midfielder role due to a lack of creative midfielders. Now that Ozil yeah. was finally left that team to do do what he does, do what he wants to do in Turkey. And I think you know the senior players like Lacazette is a, is a funny one. He works hard, but he's never going to like. Bag, like he's never going to be like that twenty goal season striker, is he? No, he's kind no. of just sort of like a hard working body. I don't think he'd Pep... ever be a twenty goal a season guy. Um, Abamyang, we talked about kind of falling off the cliff a couple of times. Pepe, inconsistent. Sometimes it's again, this is the problem of Pepe, man. You watch him and he has games and does things where you think. Like, you know, watching him, like, sort of, like, dribble past players, like, the grace and the agility on this man is ridiculous, but he yeah, just doesn't it do look, it enough. It, look, it looks so effort. Like, the thing is, he glides past players. He makes it look, like, effortlessly, but I don't know, Don't man. do it enough. He's, no, he, he, he's so inconsistent. Williams, another one, he's just thinking, you gave, you gave the geezer a three-year contract and he doesn't really do that much. And you got players like Smith Rowe and... Saka getting above, play above him. I know he's played, been playing a bit better recently, but... 
I don't even think he would be in that consideration as much no. had Martinelli not been injured. I think they would have oh, tried man. getting Martinelli more in that team, but he's mm. been unlucky, unfortunately, with a lot of injuries. Um, so, you know, I think this is the problem with Arsenal, man. They've not really been... Uh, the biggest investment was Thomas Partey, really, like this year, really? and he's not been... Really? Uh, for he, them. He... For them. He's been good when he Partey plays. was the big investment this year. He's but he's definitely he plays, he's not played enough. He doesn't, he doesn't he's play not played enough for that team. Nah. I don't think you know, like you spend a lot of money in the guy. You thinking, oh, you're gonna get low. You're gonna get the bang for your buck. You're thinking, great player, but he doesn't play. He he never plays. He's always injured, and you're thinking, has he's never really been injured for Atletico Madrid? Was never really injured that no. much for Atletico, and now he's always injured for fucking Arsenal. You're thinking, is this just an Arsenal curse? Did Arsenal like see something in him? He's like, oh, he's got an injury to him. No, man, I just think me. the players that the players they brought like he was the the only real investment similar to last year where it was sort of like their only real investment was I'd say like Pepe as like as a uh, as like a sort of like oh you know you and me were joking about this like they brought in like their most expensive signing ever was a fucking winger you know from from the French league <laughs> when they were still playing like a centre back pairing of fucking um Mustafi and Socrates. Socrates, and they bought David Luiz like last last minute. They got David Luiz on the. They got him on the free. Well, no, they weren't on the free. It was like eight eight million Six or something. Mil, something much, nah, something ridiculously it, cheap. Nah, nowadays it's free money, isn't it? Back then it was eight million for a player. Yeah, it's cheap as chips. If you look in the COVID yeah. environment, yeah. So you know, it they've always kind of spend. Um, they're funny how they spend their money. Yeah. And even yeah, now, yeah. They've, 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 and even now, they've brought in this Odegaard on loan, and, you know, is it like, fair do, he might kick on, and then, but then it's always that issue, like, if he does really start proving himself as something good, Real Madrid might just be like, cool, we're going to take him back, and then you're left in the, with nothing again. And I just, it's, it's one of the things, when I look at Arsenal, and I think like, would it have been better investing that money into like, something a bit more solid that you could develop long-term, you know what I mean, in that creative midfield sort of position that they want, that they need. I don't know. But let's just, I don't know. But I, th- I think smith is going to be a good player. He looks He looks a tasty yeah, player. Yeah, definitely. He looks a tasty player. Him and, he? Him and Stryker just, have all the potential. Yeah, the, f- the future's bite for Arsenal, really. But like, it's a key word, potential. Potential. And it's, the, I think the, the real problem is if them two do start kicking on, like, in a really effective manner for Arsenal, can Arsenal keep them there? You know, what I mean, that'll we'll be the to, one. We'll have to find out. But let's let's just move on quickly because I think we're we are for now. Yeah, yeah, go on. Podcast. Uh, Newcastle. We'll, we, shit. we spoke about New, Newcastle. Shit. I, I think personally they should go down. They've got a few tasty players, but they're shit, bruv. I'm, I'm not. They were a weird team. Shit. They made them like um, weird. So I, I looked at it and I thought like they were picking. You know, best of the rest. They were they were going through like the fucking relegation sides. What they picked, uh, or like the near near enough relegation sides, like Callum Wilson, Wilson from Bournemouth. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fraser. Fraser from Bournemouth. Yeah. Uh, Max Jeff. Aaron's from Norwich. No, Jamal Lewis from Norwich. Jamal Lewis, sorry, Jamal Lewis from, Lewis Nor- from Norwich. Norwich. Oh, I knew it was one of the fullbacks. I had a brain moment, and then um, uh, Jeff Hendrick for free from Burnley, from which Burnley. is weird. I guess he just so. decided he wanted to move and. Yeah. That might be it for now. And obviously, Willock's just gone on loan, but yeah. that's yeah, Arsenal. Right? Have, it's a loan. They have, like, 
they haven't kicked on. And I don't think Steve Bruce is a manager. You can see that he's having fights with Matt Ritchie. It it it, it doesn't look promising for for Newcastle at the moment, really. Like shame, really. Of, yeah, for a they're big a big club. club. Like Newcastle, yeah, they're, it's, it's, it's no, they're, not, they're, they're in that general area since the, the since the fall of Sunderland. Like, there's not really a big northeast team. Like, they are um, not really like they are the big northeast team, man. Like, exactly. They're the only real team in that area. Yeah, in but, the Premier League, yeah, there's nothing. Uh, no, no one really can beat. And you got Middlesbrough, but Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough, isn't it? They're not. They're champions, championship. Yeah, they yeah. they might they might go up here and there, but they're pretty much a solid yeah. championship side, I'd say. But look at, I'm going to say, what I'm going to say is this, right? The job was, a, I think, is beyond Bruce. They'll yep. be lucky to survive this year. Yep. The, the style of football is dog shit. Yeah. Without saying maximum, they are the most bang average, boring team to watch. Um, I, like Al- I like. Don't get me wrong. I like um, Amron. Amron looks a tasty player. He looks a really, he's, he's, at times. Prom- yeah, at times. At times. Yeah. At times, but it's just consistent. Some of the lads, really. you know, some of the lads on that team, they work hard, but they're not at the level I think you need to like compete in the prem. No. And <sighs> don't know. Don't just know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hey. hard. It's hard, man. To, to pick. Yeah, man. They try, yeah. but. And I, you know, obviously, much love and respect to Bruce as a player. He was a big mm-hmm. player for us back in the 90s, for Man United, obviously. But his managerial career has always been... Eh. Overshadowed. <laughs> <Yeah>. Overshadowed. <laughs> well, he's he's never really, ever, he's never really like, kicked on at a job and done great things. <laughs> done bits, nah. Nah. But let's move on. Right, so in 12th, you have Leeds, 11th, Man City, 10th, Aston Villa, 9th, Man United... Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, so, obviously, those two mid-table teams from Manchester are at the... Well. Well, one, well, Man City are City I don't City think have, they've lost a game since then, really. I I have to try. I, I need to find this fact. That they, this must be one of the longest... game. This has got to be like one of the longest unbeaten runs going right now, isn't it? Uh, like, consistent... If they stay unbeaten the rest of the season, yeah, which they potentially yeah, I think, could I think, do. I, I think at the time, yeah, that was the first. Yeah, that, that they they've been unbeaten since then. Man, that's mad. Mental. That is a mental. Man. Um. Obviously, I think Man City. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Man City have Look, run away Vi- with the league. Come on, there's no, Villa, no, no, uh, no catching them up. Villa are not a good team without Grealish. Let's. Plain and simple. They're yeah, but I still think they've they've done a lot better than last year. They've oh, they've come oh, to be. Oh, yeah, don't don't get me wrong. They have actually cemented themselves as a mid-table team. Yeah, to turn themselves from like just surviving relegation on the last day to like a comfortable mid-table side. I think mm. the addition of uh, Ollie Watkins to that team, like a proper yeah. striker, has been a great. He's been a great addition for that side. Um, Emmy Martinez Mar- has been a. Oh been mate, a... he's been probably. Would you, would you say the best goalkeeper of the season? Um, potentially. potentially, as far as what yeah. he's done, some of the saves he pulls out yeah. is actually insane. Yeah, like, like considering Villa, you might have saved like him and Nick Pope have been like they've been the two two keepers I've been impressed with. The amount of like saves they make, like don't get me wrong, Carl da- Carl Darlow is is made some few good saves, but the thing is. I've- I've said this to you, when where, you're on a where, shit team and you're like taking yeah. shots left, right and centre, you kind of have to be on your game. So Darlow's, yeah, exactly. Starlo- Darlo's, Darlo's, just, Darlo's like on the firing line. Yeah, doing as best as he can. And, 
but yeah, I think Emmy Martinez has probably been probably the the most consistent goalkeeper. You very rarely yeah. ever see him do many mistakes, really. That's that's really, what's impressive. No. no, that's what's impressive, and I fair play to Villa for what they've done. Even fair play to Leeds, man. Like, hey, man, Leeds, like everyone, everyone's for... like they they they're eleventh at them currently at the moment. Listen, who doesn't watch what love watching Leeds play? I've been banging on about Leeds for a while. They are a fantastic team to watch. They're just unpredictable, man. You can't tell what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm telling you. Like, you're watching Leeds, you're just thinking, what are they going to do? Like, they're so good going forward. It just, especially watching football in this day and age where there's no crowds to pump a team up. Imagine if there was a crowd there. Imagine if there was a crowd cheering on this Leeds team. Put it into context as well. Like the only real additions to that team you could say are like um, the centre backs. They've changed a little bit because obviously Ben White left. They've had to put different people in, also because of injuries. Um, they haven't had many centre backs really. They've had to put Calvin Phillips, Luke Ayling playing as a Satan of centre back. Patrick Strike, Stroke, whatever his name is, Strick. He's been playing centre back. He's Strick. a midfielder. Strick. You know they 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 brought in Robin Clark and they brought in a. Uh, Lorente, I think they yeah. Lorente is sort of kicking on a little bit now. Injured, yeah, yeah, bad, uh, and they brought in Rodrigo and Rafinha. Rafinha has obviously been like one of their standout players. Rodrigo here, here and there, he's injured currently, so you know. But the rest of that side is still pretty much that championship team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Patrick exactly. Bamford, who I. I will hold my head and say I didn't think he was going to kick on in the Prem because I didn't think he was as clinical enough as a striker to really do it at a top level. I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> the guys, yeah, the guys had some performance. I think we were both wrong. I'm not gonna. The guys, the guys had some performances like he's up, he's probably like was, well, I think besides Kane, Salah, and like, he's up there as like, one of the top scorers this season, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Um, I don't think he's there with Salah. Salah's like right away with it. Kane and Kane's there. But yeah, no, he's impressed me this season. Yeah, Bamford joint fourth with... He's joint with um, Son and Calvert-Lewin. The only people above him are Harry Kane, Fernando, Salah. That's not horrible. You know what I mean? For for him playing for Leeds to be up there, man. That's fucking pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah, good. That is pretty fucking good, to be honest with you, mate. And let's just talk about United. But, oh, um, inconsistent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it short. Yeah, inconsistent. We've they've had they had this purple patch where you're thinking, yeah, oh, they could actually win the league. And then they go to then they go to Liverpool, get a draw. You're thinking, okay, this is the pre pre uh Liverpool Anfield drop off. Um, yeah, you did think yeah they could win the league, and then they drew, and then they lost to Sheffield United. I'm thinking, you know what? We don't even deserve the win to win the league. We lose to bottom of the table, first winless Sheffield United at home. Oh, come on, man! <laughs> come on! And they were just two, and they were both of them are two defensive errors, man. I think we've solidified the defense at the moment currently because we have been doing pretty decent we haven't been conceding that many but we can't score and it's like six of one and half a dozen of the other 
with Man United. You could either fucking score loads of goals, but our defence is shit, or keep a clean sheet and we can't score goals. And we are recording this on a Sunday, and it is a Manchester derby in about three hours' time. And as a Man United fan, I ain't looking forward to that crap, man. <laughs> I ain't looking forward to fucking the Manchester derby. Are you, Charlie? I think we'll do good to get a draw. Yeah, that's, but all we could, that's all we could get, really, at this moment. That's the most... I think the most... If we somehow steal that win, it'll be a fucking miracle. And hopefully with uh, Leicester just going above us now, there might be that motivation, like, we got to uh, try and... Uh, got to try and do something. Do, yeah, if we, we need that urgency to do stuff, man, like... Currently, at the moment, we we're just dropping off. We're dropping off, and I'm not. I, I, I'm a lot hit or miss with Ollie at the moment, but uh, I think at the end of the day, right? He, Ollie he, has done. He's done good with that team. Yeah. With like what he can, but I feel like a lot of that does come into look. I think at the end of the day, Bruno Fernandez has been player of the season across the prem. What he's done. <laughs> He's, you know, he's been, he, well, he, like, he, he was, he's a strong contender for it. And it's like, yeah, a strong contender. It, it's like, without him, we don't really have much else going on in that midfield, obviously. Now that Pong is um, injured. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I don't, he, he, I wouldn't say he's player of the season. I don't think he'd be player of the season. I'd have to give it to someone like Gundawan's been. Personally, my player of the season, really. Mm. I think he's yeah. been consistent. That Man United, Man City team's been very consistent this year. Yeah, true. It's, it's hard. It's actually thinking about it. It's hard to actually pinpoint a player who is deserving of player of the season. Really, like it, it's it's quite hard because you can't really give the whole City team player of the season. Really, like there's this the thing that yeah. Always the issue with City, innit? They never really have a standout player because they're such a good unit they're, as a they're team. A they great don't really unit like of a team, yeah. And like last year, Kevin De Bruyne was their player, of the, the player of the season by a shadow of a doubt. But yeah, I just think yeah, Bruno Fernandes kind of done quite with that team. This, um, what I've said about them this year, right? When you look at City, mm. they are a team that have, at times played without a striker. And we said this about a few teams. Like look at Newcastle when they haven't got Callum Wilson, like a genuine like goal scorer they fucking uh... they fucking struggle yeah um when Tottenham lose Kane at times they have looked shaky yeah they've looked normal and even United when we've I think the lack of a a definitive striker in our team has at times hurt us we don't really have especially with the style of football we play City don't have that problem man bad man nah yeah City they played like random lineups of like De Bruyne as a false nine, Sterling as a, like a false nine, Mares down the middle, and they have like so much quality and like threat from like all over the pitch. Where it's like you have uh, Mares, Sterling, Foden, um, Jesus at times when he comes on. Uh, you have De Bruyne, Gundogan, um, fucking Bernardo Silva. They have so many like genuine threats from that like from. Beyond the and even like you know we've had matches where Diaz has scored goals, fucking Cancelo scored goals, Stones has scored fucking goals. Yeah, 
comeback of a season, man. Comeback, come, Stones' comeback has been genuinely like genuinely a guy yeah. everyone thought was one and done. done. Yeah, and he has become like a, such an like him and the, like they're keeping Laporte out of that team. They're that yeah. good. Apparently, and we actually thought last year it's mental. that Laporte was City because City number one's best defender, but with the addition of Ruben Diaz, we said it. Yeah. We said it with last season. That team, when it was like relying on John Stones, Otamendi, or even Fernandinho being pulled back into centre back, they were shaky as fuck. We yeah. were saying, mate, without Laporte, they ain't got a fucking chance. This year, they have Laporte back, and they don't need him. He's surplus to requirement almost at times because they like where we have Diaz and Stones, and they're on form like crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, let, let's 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 go back to the table. So. In eighth, we've got Everton. Uh, Everton, yep. their rise has been incredible, actually. Ancelotti, really, mate. He's done Top wonders with that people, team. People who would have said, like, why the fuck would Ancelotti go to Everton? Like, look what he's doing, mate. He's turning him into a genuine, like... They beat... I know it's different because of lack, lack of crowds. Yeah, whatever. Don't give a shit. In context, Everton beating Liverpool at Anfield... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. First it time in how many years was it? Uh, since 1999, so. Gee, you know what I mean? You got Tw- over 20 my, years. My, my, my brother was born in 1999. My yeah. brother is 22 now. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, 22 years. There are there are people, there, there are players in them squads that have like. Not you know they they don't, like a lot of the like the lads from Liverpool have like just known like oh yeah we don't lose to Everton at, nah, at home. like it might, like the 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 the, the, the fucking two thousands babies they've never seen Everton beat Liverpool well, at... yeah the acad- the academy lads of Everton from the two thousands are probably like fuck man we never beat them at like this is a big moment yeah I think you yeah. can tell by um big dunk. Yeah. Oh, it meant so oh, like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, the Everton players obviously were really happy. Ancelotti was like, "Fuck!" Like, yeah, you know, like, Ancelotti was cool as ice that day. <laughs> he cold, cold, cool as you can be. Like, yeah, do 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 the job, mate. Big yeah. dunk. Like, he let it, he let it know, man. Like, this was a guy who committed. Like, you know, Everton's like his second home away from like where he's from in Scotland. Yeah, and he like it. Oh, Liverpool. Yeah, it meant Liverpool. He, to beat them, yeah. and him being a part of it meant so much to him. <laughs> Yeah, it does mean so much to be honest. Also, yeah. also but my, it, it was, possibly it's... my favorite favorite random combination of um, manager and coach ever. Yeah. Who who'd have thought? Like you know, Carlo Ancelotti, this core Italian guy who's one shit with fucking one shit in Italy, one shit in England, For Chelsea, one shit. Yeah. And Everywhere he's, he's one something. And and his number two is Duncan disorderly, you know, big Scottish like. Batters the fuck out of your striker, like. Well, he's pretty much. You got I love it, it. but he's <laughs> it's such he's a great Everton. It's such a great three. random pairing. Well, he's pretty much he's pretty much been at Everton ever since he got there. Like, I don't think he's left. That's the thing. He's, uh, he's been there. Yeah, short short stint at Newcastle, but he never wanted to leave apparently, and he did eventually go back to Everton. Yeah, so he's he was part of the coaching staff there uh, after he retired he's been in like in in around everton so caretaker obviously yeah caretaker, went over there um, got yeah, that good it's... win against chelsea a good little yeah. um the signings have been okay it's weird right, right? Ham- hammers obviously was flying from the start 
cool down a little bit, but I think still a good player. Alan's been decent. The Corey's been a good player. The Corey is a good player when he's yeah. motivated anyway. Yeah. Um, I want to give a big shout to, uh, again, another Norwich lad that got picked post the uh, relegation. Um, Big Ben Godfrey, mate. Yeah. Bit of a machine. Good. Yeah, he's looked mad. He's looked when he's not... Mad. When he's he's not even really played a centre back a lot of the time. Like he was doing the job at fullback, which he's not a fullback, and he's done, he did good. He did fucking good a lot of times. So I think I I like watching Evan. They're a good team. Calvin Lewin's been flying, obviously as a striker. Richarlison has now had a nice little run, scoring goals. They've been a good team to watch, and I think yeah. uh, from what I've heard, the Everton board are looking keen to like fully back Ancelotti like going forward like so oh who, who why, knows we... why wouldn't you honestly Mate, why wouldn't you the the three players he bought at the beginning of the season yeah Hammers, Alan Decore and then Godfrey came a bit later and I think there might be some other players here and there like they've you know he made a few you know very three very good buys they've only got Hammers of all fucking people like you know he's yeah, mate, he made that team like very effective very quickly. <laughs> he has, he has, and it's it's mad, it's mad to see where Everton are. They're above Liverpool. They're fighting for Champions League spots, and the, I think this this team might do too bad in the Champions League. Really, I I, I generally think they're they're not a bad squad, and I think if a few maybe maybe get a better goalkeeper, that's for certain. And get get a few other more role players, really, just to fit into that squad. Um, really, I think it's just now like the issue of depth. Depth. I think depth. They depth need... is key. Depth is key. Best 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 teams in the league. Obviously, we said had like good depth. I think well, the, you the know best team, the... the best team in the league is City, and they've got they... a fuck ton of depth. I think defensively they've got like um, good depth in the role in the in the sense of like you know you got like a good Verse, you got Mina... versatility. Michael Keane's been really good this season. I, I, you know, Michael Keane's always been one of them. Like, decent yeah. has the mistake in him. He's been solid. Mina's been really good. Big physical presence in that team. Holgate and Godfrey have been solid when they've had to come into it. Obviously, Coleman I think will need to get replaced just because of his age. I like Coleman, great yeah. player, but he's getting on. Luca Dinier has always been impressive, but I think they need Injuries. another like backup fullback. Yeah, yeah. He's at, he, get, he um, does get injured quite a bit, Mister Dinier, doesn't he? The midfield has some rotation in it, but I feel like they need just a little one or two well, more players. I, like obviously, Alan. Alan doesn't. I haven't seen yeah. Alan play for a while. Like, it's been a while. Sigurdsson's been good been, again. Yeah, uh, uh, Gomez has been good. Tom Davis hasn't been that bad. I know you don't like him very much, but yeah, you know, I'll, 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 what I've always said about Davis is like, I just don't know what he does in that team, but he's done right. the job effectively yeah. a few times. I'll give him credit there. He's done yeah. okay at he, times. He has, um, he, has done, he has done like a considerable decent job, really, hasn't he? Like, and the forward line, in, I mean, they probably need someone better than Alex Wobi as a to, to, in that wingery kind of role if they. Yeah. You know, and I mean, obviously they've just brought in Josh King to to be a backup striker, but I don't yeah. know if King's necessarily. Yeah, I don't think. He you know, you don't know. Way. Again, you don't know though. He's also working under one of the best coaches in the fucking in the world. So he yeah. could. Yeah, I, he could. I think, he could. I think he's there it. more for. I think he's there more for like depth. Really, I don't think he's there to like. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's sticking. But in the there, idea, no, the idea that they are doing, they're making doing the effort job, to. Bro. 
yeah, bring depth into that squad. It's nice. Yeah, they're doing they're doing a very decent job, and yeah, I, I like I'll, like Evan. I'll be, yeah, I like Everton. Right, let's move on. Uh, we've got Wolves and Southampton. Both teams that I feel <laughs> they were solid. Uh, solid teams at the start of the season. Yeah, Wolves obviously had the uh, horrible misfortune. Jimenez had that severe injury, like with a skull fracture. Yeah, he's recovering quite well, I hear. But they—they're a team that like. It's a young squad a lot of the time, mm. and I do feel they've had to like. It's it's a little bit like at, the t- at times being a uh, trial by fire. Yeah, yeah. Kids like ob- I mean, obviously he's been around before then, but like Neto really has kicked on this season. He's been good. Yeah. Um. There's like that. Neto. There's that little fullback they got the um Algerian lad. I think he is. I think he's Algerian. Oh, is it um Nori? Oh no, yeah, Nori. El Nori, yeah, he, he's, he's he's been good. I've really, I've, I thought he kicked on quite nicely. Um, mm. Obviously, I think um, Fabio is it Fabio Silva, the young lad, yeah. played he's, striker. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, he got he was one. I think you could tell it was meant to be like a slow introduction, but because of a lack of him and theirs, they've had to be a bit more like try like again trial by fire. Like you got you know just do your best. We need it, and they've obviously now brought in that William Jose, but I don't think he's ever. He's only he's only there just to just to. Like, he ain't him and his. He's, he's no offense yes, to that. He's just hit there to steer, steer the ship, really. Um, some of the players, Kilman has had yeah, some decent Kil- games at times yeah, when Kilman, he's had to come in. Yeah, Podence is good. Him a bit older, but his injuries have. He's been injured now. Mm. I guess the main one has been like obviously. Connor Cody had a little bit of a patch of like drop off where he felt like he was making a few mistakes, which he sort of recovered from now. Nevers, Samedo, and Nevers, yes, always solid. Yeah, I think they've been um, a solid pairing. Samedo coming in for Doherty, eh? I don't think he's been. I don't think he has the output like Doherty does. And right. he just well, in general, I think he, this is he don't have the output of Doherty. His defending has been sus at times. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's which when Barcel- again <laughs> when you're a fullback. Consi- yeah, considering considering he was at Barcelona, mm. and it, it's it goes to show. It's not as I say. It's not my theory on foreign players coming to the Premier League. It shows their true colours, like. But it kind of does. You see, like we playing for Barcelona, supposed to be a decent Barcelona player, and then next thing you know, he come to Wolves. He just looks. He looks normal. Bang average. He looks bang average, yeah. So Um Yeah, she's in that team that I'm trying to think about. Roman Sice has been decent still. Yeah. Um Oh, I'll tell you the big one. Currently still goalless and I think assistless, Adama Traore. Oh yeah, he's dropped off, man. I think I think For a guy point, who we Liverpool were... Liverpool were wanting him, weren't they? Like, there was a lot Liverpool. of teams wanting him. Yeah, and I was just thinking they were like, everyone was looking at it and looking at this big physical presence and yeah. speed. Yes, yeah, he was getting a lot of decent assists, but I think it's been proven when he hasn't got like extra shit around him. He looked like, let's be real, Jimenez is like a proper target man. He turned like you know, you give him like a sniff of like a chance, he's normally going to convert it. He's pretty 
pretty effective. Yeah, he's pretty effective in them areas, isn't he? Shriori as the main sort of forward doesn't have that clinical kind of aspect to him. He wants to run at players. He wants to be like, you know, use that speed, that sort of power to charge forward. But he hasn't really got the final product of like a natural striker. No, no, he, he hasn't. And I don't think he would ever will, really. And so Wolves, inconsistent here and there. Um, Southampton, genuinely, they just had the bad luck, I think, of like injuries kind of yeah. crippled their effectiveness. They're, they were a good attacking side. Obviously, they had some good results here and there. I, when we beat them 9 0, I felt bad for Hassan Hootle by the end of it. Because it's like, yeah. it, why did it happen to him again? And it's like, it wasn't even as, like, you know, just no. injuries, man. Oh, well, we were, it was, I think it was your red card. It was a red card in that game that at the start off, which you thought to yourself, they're in trouble. As soon as you see that red card, you think, sport the game, really. And then Man United go, what, 3 to up in the space of the first at half time, and then it become 9 0 towards the end. Uh, they're still a good team, I yeah. think, to watch. Good. Good. Uh, again, I really like Hassan who was the manager. I think he. Sh- I hope they stick with him for a bit longer. Let him try and do what he's trying to do. Um, the real big question surrounding him right now, I guess, is the future of Danny Ings, who still hasn't committed to Southampton. And he's injured again, apparently. I've heard. Yeah, he, he went off injured in the uh, game against Sheffield yesterday from this recording. So, mm. I think when I look at Ings. He seems to have some aspiration of like getting back into a top side, a side yeah, that he, but... in his head, will compete. But do you think he can? I personally don't think he. I feel like it could be a situation of like with his injuries and you know he, he's saying he wants to get back into a top side. Man, he was at a top side, Liverpool. Yeah, he just got injured. He didn't yeah. kick on there because no. of injuries and and it led to a lack of consistency. Southampton, he has had good runs of form when he's been fit. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think top sides can afford to like put a gamble on a striker that's only going to like it's a risk, pop man. in and out every other game. It's a, it's a risk. It's a risk for all of these. Like, Yeah, you said it right there. It's, it's, it's a gamble for all these teams to actually take a swing at Danny Ings, really. And it's, it's a shame because he's, he's not a bad player, but... It, yeah, as I always said, as I always said, Leicester's a perfect team for him. If he gets injured, you've got Vardy. What pissed me off about it, though, is like, What's his run of form at Southampton, he, he, seemed, he genuinely feels like a fan, like a player that Southampton fans like, like, and enjoy, like, you know, happy to have at their team. Liverpool kind of like chucked him to the curb a little bit after his injuries and that, and he bounced back really well. Mm. I think the idea of like leaving Southampton to try and rejoin the top side is almost like, well, what you, you know, doing, he has yeah, he, he has the opportunity to be a player that Southampton fans down the line will remember fondly, and it's like he could go to the top side, and it's like just another body. Like you might, yeah. you might get games. Yeah. You might think like you know, I'm a good striker. They'll play me, and then it's like on the bench <laughs> or injured, or he'll just get injured. And it's like, yeah, sorry, pal. So Not, you. can't. Your legs are fucked again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But let's move on from Southampton yep. Wolves. We have um, last place before the top four. West Ham, 
West. Fucking hell. West Ham. I ain't, you look at this table back then, they've only dropped one place to sixth. But really, they've got a few games in hand, actually, West Ham. That's the maddest thing about it. Dare I what say... What has happened to the, West Ham, man? They don't dare have, I say, like, the, the best, the most improved team of the season has been West Ham. Oh, yeah. They obviously... The obviously, Pellegrini, at the start of last season, got dropped them down it. where... No, they got... Know, they, got, they, got, they, got think, they did a re- They started really well last well, year. But I remember, like, what by the end of it, with Pellegrini's run, they were, like, what, like, one position above relegation? They bring back David Moyes, which uh, I think a lot of the time we, we we will agree, like, bringing back a manager you've already sacked previous is a fucking risk. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, do you want to... risk, yeah. You know, and I feel like Moyes this year has been... You know, he says... Just about survived last man. season, I want to say. They set, they are setting standards, man. Like West well, Ham. I think as well. Like some of the people they brought in again have been so good. Like the the recruitment, I think obviously um, Jared Bowen, Bowen from last season been a phenomenal player. Ben Rama, I think, is one of them. Where like you can tell it's all like the slow build, but he will be a player for him. Like down the line, because he's yeah. just so good. Yeah. I'm glad he got. I'm glad him and Watkins from that Brentford side. Got the uh, opportunity. Got the call up. Yeah, yeah. Because what Kisby said was like, you know, great young striker. And a lot of teams could use him. Villa yeah. was, I think, like someone we would be talked about needing a target man of a Watkins mold. He's been good. And Ben Rama, like man, he just oh, effortless sometimes. That he's that cool type of winger that you like seeing play football. Yeah, silky smooth. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know. Obviously, the third man in. That's obviously the firm man of that team and Buemo's still young and we might even see him down the line if depending yeah, on what happens with Brentford or but but at the end of the day West Ham I think yeah the addition of them to Suchek Suchek the boot yeah mate for the money they spent for him <laughs> yeah mate peanuts bruv peanuts best money value for like as far as like his output this you know midfielder scoring so many goals off set pieces like you know phenomenal player Good, great working player. He's, he's a good. Declan, he's one of these fantasy players where you put like fantasy football players where you're just thinking he's dirt cheap, and he can get your points. Like not all yes. every week, but sometimes he can give you a goal here and there, and like yeah, man. get a few bonus points. I've I've, I've liked um, to check in my team fantasy. I was su- I was been suspecting the time that I didn't know if he would ever really kick on at the level of a top top player. Declan Rice has been really fucking good this year. Declan Rice, fucking hell, Declan Rice, uh, machine mate. Yeah, Le- I, I, leads that leads that midfield like so well. <laughs> yeah, ever since ever since they put Mark Noble out, that's not a knock on effect to Mark Noble. He's a great servant for the club, but ever since they moved away from Mark Noble, Declan Rice has been that leader. And I remember at the start of the season, he's going to Chelsea. Chelsea are going to buy him. Fuck it. Stay at West Ham. Be a club legend. You aren't that far off from competing in Europe. You're definitely going to get into the England squad without a shadow of a doubt. He, he's one of the first names you'd actually put on the team sheet, Declan Rice. But, like, um, and he's the captain think, of the team. He's, he's yeah. shown his leadership qualities at the age of, what is he, 23, 22? He, he mate, literally just generals that midfield so well from his sort of like deeper position and I think it's like that thing of like he's re- he reads the game really well now yeah and yeah 
has turned a team that was a bit inconsistent at times and has made them like very solid, solid defensively at times. I think they they're a good team. They'll take it to you, but they won't like necessarily like just fumble goals. Like like you know that like Leeds sometimes they we talk about how good they are on the attack, but they expose themselves defensively. West Ham yeah. don't seem to have that trouble as much. No, no, I don't. And uh, obviously, uh, not the greatest. Destru- Mikel Antonio has been a decent little player for him. Well, considering they don't play with with with, an, with a proper striker, they have done quite well for themselves. Yeah, I mean, you look at what they had last year. Like they brought in Sebastian Haller, and it was a bit like, yeah, he's not the type of striker Moisey likes. Really, he likes a big physical yeah. man, and Haller. Haller if you look, if you just look at his like, with the way he looks and that, like big, big striker, looks like a target man. He's not really a target man in in, no, in retrospect. No. He's more like I don't know what he, he did. Where Antonio yeah. has the build of like Antonio has that big, strong, muscular build, but he's so quick. So you yeah, know the runs he makes. Are, sh- another one in the in a, in a similar role to like a Triore and a same maximum of like. Big, strong, quick. If you let him get a chance to run a goal, it's like you're in danger. But yeah. the difference is, is like he can score. Yeah, exactly. He's, exactly. He's, he's yeah. got. You know, he, he's not gonna just flap it like I think Traore's been flapping it like this season. He's he's had a few decent goals here and there, man. It's a, it's a shame. It's a shame that Antonio. What is he thirty? It's a shame that he isn't a bit younger because he would. But I think I think this is it, right? He, he's the definition of like, you know, you take your fucking opportunity. When yeah. Haller got injured last season, everyone was thinking, oh man, Antonio's the backup. They're not going to, you know, yeah. and then not, I mean, not necessarily going to kick on. Yeah, he kicked yeah. on because it, and it was like, it's like, I like seeing that. Like, don't, yeah. because you're on the bench, don't think of yourself as the backup. He kind of said, yeah. cool, I got the fucking opportunity. And he, he essentially replaced he Haller. The, yeah, the, he... the, the, the money signing Haller has now been shoved off to Ajax or wherever. Yeah, he's, he's... fucking. And Antonio has now cemented himself as like I am the number one striker in that team, which is like yeah. important. I think he's the fact that he his... was able to grasp it. Yeah, grasped it by the bulb and said, "This is my this is I'm a, I'm the striker now." And yeah, he's done a f- terrific job. And David Moyes. Manager of the year. What what else could you say? Manager of the year. West Ham relegation. Never really had the job under wraps. Possibly. Now, now you possibly think, well, West Ham. West Ham couldn't even fucking get Champions League. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. And he could probably be. If if if, if Man United have their drop off like they're looking like right now, he could go above his old employers. That's crazy, but, man. Oh. That's crazy. Well, okay. Let's let's not talk about West Ham. They've done an incredible season. David Moyes, congratulations for where what you have done to that club, right? West Ham, big club in London. Probably you could possibly say one of the biggest clubs in London, retrospectively, with all the Essex people and all the East Londoners supporting West Ham. But let's just talk about the top four back then. You've had Leicester City, who, yeah, Leicester City, second in the league, yeah. You'd think Leicester City, they could have grasped it because you have uh, you have Chelsea, Liverpool, and Spurs. Chelsea have had their drop off, sacking Lampard, not doing as well. Tuchel's come back in, steadied the ship. Uh, Liverpool, fucking hell, what's happened to them? 
Spurs. I'm not going to be funny. Spurs just done a Spurs thing, really. Spurs be Spursy. <laughs> yeah, Spurs be Spursy, technically. I think but, but Leicester, the only Leicester, one, like, it, it, Leicester to it, me, I always, what I like about Leicester, right, there's never, like, a big name recruitment that we all look at and be like, oh, I can't believe they've got them. Yeah. A lot of the time, it'll be, like, a lad that we look at and be like, who the fuck, who is, the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, where they get him from? <laughs> yeah. But, half the time, it's some fucking big, you know, big old, like, soul, like, hints of genius, like, from that recruitment team. Like, James Justin from Luton has yeah. kicked on phenomenally. I think the fact they have a fullback that can play both sides is really good, and he's, he's been, been a good addition to that team. Castagna, mm-hmm. obviously, coming in for Chilwell. We thought them losing Chilwell was going to be a big loss to him, as he, he was a big output player for him, as far as assists and stuff like that. Castagna's done really good. You know, injured when here he and there, plays, but him and... When he plays, yeah. Him when and Justin plays, have been yeah. like... Yeah, Castagna from uh, Atalanta, I believe they got him from. I think so, the Belgian player. Quality, quality like, uh, two fullbacks they brought in. Mm. Um, Fafana. Yeah, been really good, look, solid. Everyone, and I, I, I have to shout out to our friend Kamal for, like, informing me about this guy, I didn't know. When Arsenal picked up Saliba... And they were making this big deal about this like nineteen-year-old fucking centre back who was tearing it up in the French league. The other side of that coin, that pairing, was Fafana, and was allegedly the one who was. I think it. I think it was. He, last was, season, he was. Last season, he was considered. Fafana was considered like the lesser of the two, right? Though last year, like, everyone, last year yeah. when he, when when uh, Saliba went back to Saint Etienne online, and Saliba now is. Not 100% sure. We don't know what he's doing, really. No. Fafana has kicked on very well. Yeah. For a team that, you know, different injuries to Soyonchu and now Evans being out injured. Like, Fafana has been, like, for his age. Yes, 19 years old. You don't get 19-year-old centre-backs, like, doing that well, you know, normally. Normally, it's so such a position of, like, experience that, you know, is required. You can can fluff it. He and, could be an he could be an eighty five billion pound centre back in a few years. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, then you've got I'll, like Telemans has been Telemans has been Leicester's great potential player. player of the season. Well, Leicester's Leicester's player player of the season, man. He's been so consistent. He's there week in week out. You've had people like Vardy, Madison, Barnes, Nindidi. All these different injuries injured. at different yeah, times. Yeah, He's remained. He has remained the solid. In, like week out. Yeah. And yeah. I remember when they got him from Monaco. I'm thinking, God, that's a good signing, man. I've always liked Tillemans. I remember him on FIFA and Le. He was always going to be the best player in the game. Think... And you get you get him. You're thinking, yeah. And and now you can see him in the Premier League. You're thinking, God, yeah, FIFA were right. They got one of them ratings they, right. They're, I think the they're a team. Stars. They're a team, Leicester. Like the the biggest concern right now is with injuries. Obviously, Madison's out and Harvey Barnes is now out. And consistency. Evans is. They need to try and yeah stay consistent enough to stay in the top of the table. Because with the injuries that have happened, they're currently in fear of like what happened last year. Like the sort of un- the drop off. You know, the very yeah. the very ungraceful drop off where it was sort of end the last day of it, you know, you just miss out on top four. Because mm. you think, like, Brendan Rodgers, again, I think Brendan Rodgers has been proven to be a good manager, you know, done a great job with his lesser team and the fact that, like, 
it's keeping traditional like big clubs out of the top four. Like Arsenal don't get a sniff of the top four from now because Leicester is like there making life hard for them when they play them. Not, I'm not. I mean, at, at times, at times. I think he uh, he'd be a player like with like if they were then to invest going forward if they did win Champions League football, he would he would be smart enough to like spend it in a way where it's like a lot of like frugal buys that will prove good down the line and it adds more depth, which mm-hmm. I think is what they need. Just enough depth to like counteract these injuries because they do they always seem to get like a bag of injuries and that's the that's the only problem. Yeah, that's a massive problem. But hopefully they can they can stay consistent, man. They they they're doing quite well at the moment. What they've they've only got ten games left of the season. It's it's going to be an uphill battle. You've got te- other teams chomping up the chomping up the chains at the moment. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Right, there's Chelsea. Um, they were third at the the, the time when we last recorded. Uh, they are what fifth, fourth. I think fourth now, fourth, fourth. Two, I think Chelsea, second Lampard, in, in hindsight, you look at it, smart decision, really smart decision. If um, Looking back on it, this this is, well, I'm going to speak personally, Tuchel's done a good job. Tuchel's done a really good job in steadying the ship and pushing them back up to the Champions League spots. I always thought, well, why? why a lot of people were like Frank High is a legend, think, club legend. Listen, well, I think Lampard listen, has proven the point of like no one is fucking safe in that managerial no, job. No, no, exactly. Roman Abramovich. Yeah, Chelsea, it's ruthless, mate. It's ruthless. They've always had this job. tradition of like Lampard was like the anomaly in the fact that like Chelsea don't you know you don't hire a manager who you know they don't hire a guy for Chelsea as the manager as your second job and your first job being Derby. Yeah. Well, you didn't win promotion. You just missed out on it. Yeah. And then you, I, I see. I Lamps. See. Lamps was, you know, you know, normally it's always like been like top fucking managers who have come in. Obviously Mourinho, Conte, Ancelotti, um, sorry, fucking, Scalari. uh, uh, Benitez at one point, you know, they've all, and, you know, some of them, some of these names we mentioned worked out, some didn't. Mm. Lampard was so different, and it was almost like we thought. I thought we'd have more time because one year club legend, two, he was doing something that Chelsea never fucking do, and he was bringing young players through from the academy. They don't fucking do that, you know. Normally, it's like you buy top quality from from a around Europe, around the world, and, you know. Yeah. yeah the fact that, you know, we, the, we, like I said, we made players like, a player like Mount would not necessarily be doing what he's doing at this age had it been under a different manager, had the transfer ban not been nah, in place. Looks, to be honest with you, Mount looks like Chelsea's best player. Yeah, I'm definitely. Consistently, well, like, where certain players fall off and some have not kicked on as much, uh, but they brought in. Mount is always solid. He's always sort of seems to be creating chances and has good output, which you know some of these big signings they've had have not done that necessarily. No, they haven't. They haven't done that, and yeah, it's it's, it's good that as you say, he's done at the right point. 
And I know all these pundits were like, oh, I thought Frank was different, especially Jamie Redknapp. Yeah, what, what, why are you different? You're not winning games. You're, 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 you're ruining Chelsea's incredibility. If you're not doing that well, I know, I know, I know you bang on about giving managers time, but in football, there's a lot of money for getting these Champions League spots. And a team like Chelsea, if they don't make Champions League, that's a lot of money they've lost. And, yeah. And yeah, and Chelsea are supposed to be a big club, and I well, think Tuchel were. Tuchel's got the good thing in that he's worked under like big money ownership before in the sense of like PSG, yeah, yeah, you know, and PSG have like proven them can prove themselves to be ruthless at times as well, and I mean, you have to work. But the there, there, is, it's, a, it's a club that you have to work within the limitations of like what the owner and the board will the board will make you, you know, they they will tell you you have to do certain things at times, which can be a fucking nightmare if you're a manager and you're trying to do your own thing. Lamp, you know, Lampard, I think, in the end, kind of fell out over, like, wanting to buy certain players, the board buying certain players that he didn't want. And it kind of all sort of collapsed eventually, which is why he eventually let, well, got fired. Tuchel, I think, will look at what he's got and he will say, I can make this work. Mm. Like, I mean, look at him, man. He's playing a centre-back pairing. Like, he's playing, as with Aquila, you're not really a centre-back, as a centre-back. Yeah. Rudiger and Christensen. <laughs> well, and they've been Tuchel, defensively fucking solid. Well, Tuchel, but you think the thing with Tuchel, right? Tuchel's got a style he likes to play. He's got a style he likes to play. He's been around the block. He knows different styles, and he's been a manager for so many years. Frank hasn't been a manager for that long, and yeah, okay, it's a, it's an opportunity of a lifetime to come to Chelsea and do what he can do, but. At the moment, it was. I think it was too big for his boots. Maybe down the line, it could have worked. But at this moment in time, Frank Lampard wasn't the right manager for Chelsea. It, okay, at the time, they had a transfer ban. What manager would want to come into a transfer ban team? They can't pick his players. He has to do what he has to do. Did a good job first season. Yeah, but that was a very lacklustre season. This season, a lot of teams have retooled, look a lot better than they've done. And... Frank spent a lot of money, and w- what results did he got? And Tuchel's come in, made him look a better team. But we'll have to move on because we're nearly approaching. We've got about what twelve minutes till an hour and a half. We've done this podcast for, so Jesus, we've, yeah, we've got to move on. We've got still got the top two, and we want a bit of time for the top two. Wait, uh, second was Liverpool, who were joint top with Spurs at the time, but Spurs had a better goal difference. Um, do you want to start talking about Liverpool or I uh, you start? Go on, you, you know, start, you start, you start. Okay, well, all I want to say, people are saying it's the worst title defence ever. I don't necessarily know if that's true considering, you know, what's happened to them and stuff like that. Like, injuries have... But, you know, we talk about, like, you know, you can't make excuse, like, play, players and, you know, teams lose players to injuries all the time. Like, we mentioned Leicester, obviously, um, yeah. Southampton. Yeah. Uh, but Liverpool, it's been, like, it's almost laughable at this point. Like, you know, every other game, it feels like someone gets hurt and drops from that team. Like, obviously, Van Dijk being out for most of the season was a problem and then Matt and Gomez just haven't been able to stay like consistently fit 
they have had to play a combination of super young lads, aka like that Reese Williams or um, Nathaniel Phillips. Nathaniel Phillips, who they pulled, they brought in this Kabat from Kabat from Schalke, which it was a weird buy in general because it was, it, which I imagine was like we need to find a cheap as fuck centre back and hope he can do the job. They didn't buy. I think they've got him on loan, really. Well, yeah. Either way, they got you know they're going from a red, like a, a, a bottom of the table Schalke from the Bundesliga. Mm. And then you think of like Henderson getting injured, uh, um, Jota being injured, uh, Fabinho got injured at some point, I believe, or the other. It's like, you know, you, I think Klopp, like, there's so many pictures of him during the game, like, watching a player go down injured, like, like as if to say, you know, you have to be shitting me. <laughs> but. But I'm not not gonna like slag off Liverpool, but they have been kind of lucky for the past few seasons with injuries. Like they haven't had real no real major injuries. Like that is what is weird about it. I think this is what's weird. They were like last season when they won the title. Yeah, that team never really changed. That really had no, not really had many injuries. The midfield was always has always been a bit rotational at times. I think Hendo was out for a little stint with an injury, and obviously, uh, I think. Kater come in and a few other like Shakiri might have got a game or two. Milner obviously is the mm. consistent solid backup in multiple positions. Yeah. Matip and Gomez and I guess Lovren at the time were always sort of interchangeable with each other because of like whoever the fuck was fit at the time. And uh, obviously Allison was out a couple of times for Adrian. But I, don't think, I think obviously Adrian had the big, had the bad howler in the uh, Champions League against Atletico Madrid. But other than that, decent enough backup. I don't think he could and really fought the guy. No. No. I and too much. Beyond that, like, that front three never really changed. The fullbacks were always there and the midfield still was functional and never really had, like, anyone... They never lost anyone that, like, caused them, like, a problem. Nah, yeah. And it's almost so weird that, like, it's all just hit them now. <laughs> like, yeah, players and... dropping like flies and it's been... But... It's not, yeah, it's but you can't, up. as I say, you can't really blame the defence because they haven't been scoring recently. They don't well, score half our defence hasn't, half our defence hasn't been a defence. You know, at uh, one point the centre-back pairing was but, Fabinho, it was Fabinho and Henderson, mate, they're not defenders. <laughs> yeah, but they, but they haven't scored goals. They haven't that too, the front three has been Anfield. off the boil. They've been off the boil and... I just, I just think, especially your Anfield record, you've held, you've, you haven't lost to Anfield in so. I think, how many was it? A few, it was it got to be like a, a year, a few, two, few years. They haven't lost to Anfield. They've lost five yeah. straight at Anfield, and now they got Fulham. There. I think the fact that, yeah, I think this is the thing. Like the loss at Anfield was a big weird, like was weird enough as it is. To then lose five in a row is like. You yeah, you never think. Yeah, of it. it's just like you got to be. Yeah, like, it. and they're not. They're not and Burnley. It's not Brighton. the top. It's not top ties. Yeah. yeah, Burnley, Burnley Brighton, Brighton, Man City. Um, yeah, yeah, Man City. Um, obviously, yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Um, can't think who the fifth was. I can't remember. There's been so many losses at home, which just you've just forgotten. But yeah, uh, it's, let me let me look at. Keep talking. I'm gonna look at the team and yeah, work out who it was. It, it it's a weird one, really. I don't think. Do I feel sorry for him? Oh, no. we we missed we missed the obvious one. 
Everton, the big oh, one. Everton, yeah, we mentioned that. Do I feel sorry for them? Not really, because they've been very fortunate with no major injuries to their major players. But I, I just, I just feel, and then they've been on a, this this mad run where they won the Champions League, won the league. They were nearly undefeated at home. I can't I think feel sorry for them. The, the same. We're Man United fans. Another weird one. No one would feel sorry for Man United if the way they are now. Yeah, no one feels sorry for it. us. I don't feel sorry for Liverpool. Why should I, I feel think Liverpool, sorry for them? I think for me it's the thing of like how they've collapsed. Yeah. It's like the fact they've like lost it, fair enough, but it's just how they've collapsed is the most interesting one. It's a mad and, thing. And, it, and to me it's like trying to work, like pinpoint like at one point you thought maybe it's Alcantara coming in changing the uh how that midfield works yeah the dynamic of the midfield yeah and now it feels like is it the forward line maybe just the fact that look Salah Salah trudged off the pitch last game very unhappy when he got subbed off for uh Jota and I'm wondering like is Jota. it necessarily or Oxlade Chamberlain wasn't it Oh, well, I'm also Chamberlain and Jota came on as well for someone else, I want to say. I can't remember who he came on for. But either way, they... You could sort of... Salah didn't look happy, and I'm curious now, is there something... There's something with that front three that isn't clicking anymore like it has in the past. Firmino's never been a big goal-scoring striker, but right now it really feels like something has gone so wrong with Mane and Salah and the fact that those two whose output was like so deadly you know to have two wingers like scoring that much and then now they're not it's like something either needs to change or you got to work out what's stopping them from scoring it's so weird yeah it's a very weird one very very weird but I don't know it's going to be tough it, you, you never know they might not even get into Europe that's how mad this is they are not even getting to, like, you always thought Liverpool, they could easily win the league at the start of the season. We both thought they could win the league. And now they are dropping like flies and they're dropping like down the table. They're seventh at the moment. Not even in Europe. I think next year it won't be Europa League. It will be like the Euro, Euro, other Europe, Euro Conference, something like that. Oh, God. Europa Conference. Ugh. Imagine that. Imagine Liverpool in the Europa the horror. Conference. Nah. But anyways, let's move on to the last team because we are nearly coming to an hour and a half. Spurs. At the time, they were top of the table. Now, currently, they are... They are eight. Eight, just, I want to say? Yeah, but they've got a game in hand over Liverpool. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I just think the biggest problem Spurs had is that when Harry Kane hasn't been fit, they're not the same team. And... I remember Sadler said said this to us that uh, one of our mates Thomas Sadler he said um, he said when they lost to Liverpool in December that derailed their season pretty much because because the way the table was at the time everyone was so close to each other and, and one loss could literally fuck everything up and it has ha- has done to, to Tottenham to a certain extent where they're not Without Harry Kane, they're they're not a great team, and they they've they've had a few unlucky results. Do you think they've they've had a a few unlucky results here and there, Charlie? Um, yes and no, but I also feel it's just a um, 
Look, Mourinho football is very... You, you, you almost play like it's the sacrificial card, right? For mm. what Mourinho traditionally does. Mm. The expectancy of the promise... You, you expected and promised wins and results. But you have to be cursed with watching your side play some boring-ass football at times. Yeah, because their recent results, right? Four, uh, 1-0 against Fulham. 4-0 against Burnley. 2-1 loss against West Ham. 3-0 loss against... But even Manchester. even before that, right? They did this thing of... Hurricane would go, would score... Hurricane, Son, whoever the fuck it is, score a goal, go 1-0, 2-0 up, sit back. Yeah. That's it. Mm. They have then proceeded to get pressed by... They've been pressed most of the rest of the game and are just trying to like stay compact, get them on the counter. And some of these games, like I remember the Burnley one, which I think was like the one nil being incredibly fucking boring to watch. Um, Brighton looked phenomenal pressing against. They didn't get the result, but they probably deserved to win that game. Yeah. West Ham, they they lost. They fucking lost a three nil lead to West Ham to make it a three all draw. And I don't know if it's like Jose just don't. A lot of the theory is, and again, our friend said this, like, Jonathan doesn't trust them centre-backs. Whether it be Alderweireld, who I... Alderweireld was a solid centre-back, but he's clearly, like, I think age is hitting him now. Yeah. And I don't give a shit what people say. Eric Dyer's fucking useless. He's not a good... <laughs> he's not top quality. No, he's not! And when you put nah, him, him and opinion. fucking... Yeah, yeah. When you, when you put him and Sanchez together, who is equally as fucking useless, it's like, what do you expect? Yeah. They're going to yeah, fucking yeah. concede. Doherty has been fucking not the same player he was at Wolves. Just nowhere near the same output. Regulon, if Regulon could stay fit, would be fucking decent, but he's never fit or most... He's not been fit in ages. No. Davies is Davies. Steady yeah. man. Yeah. Not gonna... be you honest, know, what he is. Aurea has been probably the best defender, but at the same time, I think... I always look at Aurea and think, like, he's mental. He still has a mistake in him because he's reckless. There is no solidarity in that back. As no. a result of it, you know, like, and it's that thing where it's like standard Jose Mourinho of like putting out two big fucking destroyery type midfielders, Sissoko, Hoiberg, mm. players that are going to break up play, make it as boring as fuck. Don't get me wrong, Hoiberg's kicked on brilliantly at Spurs. He's a good fucking player, solid leader type character they needed. Yeah. But it stifles so much of that play at times. Yeah. And it's like in a team, and, and it's this over-reliance of like Kane for service, Sasan or Mora or fucking Bergwijn, whoever the fuck, Bale, whoever the fuck is there. Like they, you know, it, Spurs have done this, Jose's done this to himself, mate. And he does it, I think a lot now where it's like, he thinks he can still play the style of football and, I don't think, you know, teams and coaches are smart enough now where they know what he's going to do and it's like, yeah, <laughs> all right, like, you know, like, we know you're going to sit back, but they know how to, like, work their way around it. And I think, don't get me wrong, I think they're a decent centre-back or two away, like, a decent defender or two away from, like, that system could become effective. Mm. But until that happens, that will not win you a fucking league. It won't. It no. won't get you to the top four. 
I don't think personally. No. Well, on that maybe I'm. Show... Oh, sorry. Okay. Maybe yeah. I'm being fucking like a little bit like overly critical, but you know. Yeah, you got your opinion, bruv. You got your opinion. They got. They got you know, it might maybe it, it might get into Europa. It might get him the. Uh, was it the Carabao? Yeah. But Carabao. At the end of the day, man, I don't know if it will take you to that next level. And look at it, like. You don't bring in Jose Mourinho to win Europa Leagues and Carabao Cups. <laughs> no. I don't think, anyway. Well, anyways, on That's that bombshell... Right over, right over, right over. <laughs> well, on that bombshell, it's time to end the podcast. We have done double our usual time, but we've had a lot to speak about, really. We've had we've missed a fair few months of recording. I think it's fair to say this is, this is the big... This was the big catch-up one. Yeah, Every, like it's kind of essentially it's essentially a double episode. Yeah, I'm sure if we go back to doing these more consistently again, we'll go back to like this normal like 45 mm. to yeah half an hour time. Yeah, hour yeah. time. But anyways, Charlie, thank you very much for doing this podcast. Thank you for agreeing it to it again. Yeah, mate, been, been um, I missed good, it. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it's been quite good. But hopefully, we are going to probably stay consistent. You never know. We are. Very two very inconsistent boys, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I hope everyone's staying safe, enjoying the football, and yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye bye.